Hello and welcome to the Swift Legacy Podcast, a show where we talk all things Taylor Swift with a focus on her early career. We're your hosts, Molly, Rachel and Amy, and today we're talking about the differences between all the versions of Picture to Burn. everyone and welcome back to the Swift Legacy. Today we're very excited to be talking about the different versions of Picture to Burn. As far as we know there are five versions of this song. There are two released versions, an alternate version, a studio demo version and an acoustic demo. Now we're not 100% sure that these are all of the versions because there do seem to be so many that just keep coming out of the woodwork and we're not 100% sure whether certain ones like the rock version were potentially fan-made remixes. So we don't want to count those. So we're only going to count the ones that we 100% know were options. We want to start with the acoustic demo. Uh So there are a couple of lyric changes in the acoustic demo in terms of wouldn't let me drive rather than never let me drive. And so in the normal version that was released, it says, so watch me strike a match on all my wasted time. But in the acoustic version, it says all the wasted time. So they're very, very small changes, but they're changes all the same. There are also a few melody changes. And I feel like the acoustic demo in general, the song is more conversational. What do, you, what do you mean it's more conversational? What does I, that mean? No, three I just... <laughs> who are they talking? What? No, I feel like in terms of the way it's delivered, the tone of the tone of the lyrics and everything, the way she sings it, I just feel like it's more conversational from... I know you guys both oh, okay. think yeah, she definitely it. like She definitely does sound more like an angsty teenager ranting to somebody rather than singing a song. That is exactly what I mean. And I think... It's it's so cool to hear the twang in her voice on this demo because it's just so strong. And mm-hmm. at the beginning, there are intro like ooze. I'm not going to do the intro ooze. <laughs> <laughs> so as well as the small lyric changes in the acoustic demo, Taylor has added. I'm not sure what you'd call it. Whether it's kind of a post verse, it's not necessarily a pre-chorus. It's not a bridge. It's just this kind of strange little war cry. Um, which goes, if you come around saying sorry to me, my wife beats a wearing daddy with his new automatics gonna let you know how sorry you'll be. So it kind of, it goes out from the original melody and just kind of loses its mind for a little bit there. But I think it's it's really cool as an addition to the song. I mean, that that delivery, it's definitely the culmination of um, the Walmart yodeling kid and the crazy frog, which completely makes sense for its time. And I love it. That is You're iconic. Laughing, but it's true. This was like it is 2004, true. 2005, the crazy frog. Like, ding, 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 ding. That's what it's like. <laughs> it's great. That sounds completely unhinged, but I know exactly what you, you know mean. You know what I mean? It has that energy. I, I do love it as part of the song, <laughs> but I have to say it would not have fit the the like end studio version that went on the album. Mm-mm. Picture like, to Burn and War Cry, that's on the debut album that also had $10 and a six pack. <laughs> in like an alternate universe. It, I would it like there. to live in that alternate, alternate yeah. universe. I think she should have just like thrown it in in the live version. Like, I think that would have been iconic. Or, like, if she sung it on the B-stage or, like, as a surprise song and just threw that in, how trippy would that be if she did that reputation era? The original one, two, three, let's go, bitch. (laughs) 
That would like be so weird because I feel like if she did that at like rep or a future one, like everyone in the arena would just be like, dude, what, what? is going on? She was going to be like, <laughs> what in the red neckery is this? What's like, going on? I'm sorry, I'm just picturing that now. It's just. I've been wearing down with mask on, let you know sorry you'll be. I just silence an entire stadium who are just like, what the fuck? I don't know, but the, I don't know what's funnier, like just the lyric or the fact that can you imagine her dad, like the one who's just like, hi, I'm Scott Smith, do you want a guitar pick? Can I give you a guitar pick? Like chasing somebody out with like a white beater vest and an automatic rifle. Like, I really, I don't think that man even owns an automatic rifle or a wife beater vest. I feel like someone now has to go and make an edit of Scott Swift running yeah. after a guy. Can we in a wife He'd just be like, please, gun. take a guitar pick, please. <laughs> take <laughs> this guitar like, pick no. or I will shoot you. You'll yeah. be dead. Um, you know, like the different composition on the Warcry version. Is it just me or does the beginning of it sound a lot like I heart question mark? Like the diddle 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 diddle, like on the banjo. When yeah. you think about yes. it, is, is this why it was changed? Was one like interpolated as a sample? Just something I wanted to bring up because I am a sucker for I heart question mark. I just think it's so soulful. I love the banjo. I love the twang. I literally love the howling. It's almost like yodeling. Love it. And it just really takes me back to that. So in I this essay, really... I will explain why Warcry should have been on Beautiful Eyes EP, as with every other song I'm on the fence about. I mean, honestly, I, I think Eritrea is the only person who cares that much about the Beautiful Eyes EP. I think so. <laughs> yeah. You, I, I feel like you so. mention it in every episode. Like, this would have this been on the, the Beautiful Eyes <laughs> Recognition for the Beautiful Eyes EP. Well, why did they have the alternate version of Picture to Burn on the EP when they could have had this version? The alternate version of Fiction at Burn, though, is the superior version, so... Okay, right, let's... Um, interestingly, I have got written in my notes that the alternate version, rather than the acoustic demo, gives me I Heart Question Mark vibes. I'm Ooh. not entirely sure why, Yeah, no, I know what you mean, yeah. Um, I think one of my favourite things about the alternate version demo is the intro. Like, it's so drastically different in the way it's like... do 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 I hate yeah, I know what you mean. I've just done that, but like it's <laughs> it's so cool, so descriptive. It's so cool. I think as well in the alternate version, it's a lot less angry vocally. Like I feel like, kind of. I mean, obviously, it's a very angry song, but vocally, it's more chilled in the alternate version. It's not quite as brah. I love that. That I was love not raw. Can we take a screenshot of this? <laughs> she just sounds like it's just she just sounds like she's called someone up and is going off on someone, which is which is I don't know. It's kind of lost in the studio produced versions, which is a shame because it does make the song arguably like better to listen to. But I just I just love the idea that she's called up Abigail and she's just going off about this guy. And at the end, she's like, you're knocking on a slammed door. I have to say, the knocking on a slammed door, if that had been in the original, I feel like there wouldn't be global warming. There wouldn't be any <laughs> issues in the world. Like, I feel like we would be living in this cure for COVID. There would be, be no COVID. I think we would be living in this utopia if she had added the, in case you haven't heard, you're knocking on a slammed door. I mean... Every time I hear that lyric, I just want to bang my head against a wall and just like 
I don't even know. It's so ridiculous. It's like half a sentence, but it makes me go absolutely insane. WHO, get on there. Studies show that listening to Picture to Burn alternate lyric version reduces your chances of getting COVID by 99.7%. Iconic. The alternate version demo also has a very different instrumental makeup, and I feel like that changes the track completely. Obviously, there aren't many lyric changes, just the addition of you're knocking on a slammed door. But I feel like it changes almost the vibe of the song and it makes it a lot less angry and maybe a lot more country. I just think it's just really, I don't know. I can't tell you my reasoning behind it, but I just love the alternate version so much. I definitely think it would only have benefited the song to have that, you're knocking on a slam door. Not the wife beater wearing daddy lyric, although it is like Iconic. on crack. It's great. It's not. Not palatable. I'm going to use that word again. Palatical. Palatable. palatable. What? Like, um, how do you explain that? Like, it's like easy. is like when something's like easy to like, t- like pleasant to taste or something like palatable. Oh, like oh, palatable. Yeah. Oh, Am I saying it wrong? Palatable. <laughs> I was like, what the oh, fuck is palatable? No, because I was saying legacy is legacy for like the last twelve legacy. years. So of the versions that we know of, which is your favourite, Rachel? My favourite is by far the Warcry version, like if you couldn't tell because I've just raved about it so much. Honestly, like, yes, the studio version is the better song, but the Warcry version, it's just so angry. It's so crazy. It's just unhinged, unhinged trademark. And that's for that reason, it is my favourite. Like I said, crazy frog on crack. Love it. I'm going to have to go with the alternate version because, as Amy said, knocking on a slam door makes me want to throw myself against a brick wall. It's so good. And I can't ever listen to it out in public because I will scream the lyrics and then I get lots of stares. I just don't understand why it wasn't on the original version. It just angers me that she never put the alternate lyrics in a live version of Picture to Burn. Like, nowhere does that appear again. I completely agree. What a missed opportunity. I think it would have been iconic, like at the Jamboree Festival or something, when she was in that blue yes. dress and the blue boots, just to be like suddenly coming out with the wife beater wearing daddy. <laughs> <laughs> just, I feel like it would silence the crowd. <laughs> just like, what is going on? Okay, so if we go to the release versions and we talk about the controversial lyric, whether Taylor should have stayed with. I'll tell Manuel gay or whether she should have changed to mind if I say. Now, what is your take on that? I think if you listen to the context, it's not a bad lyric and it makes sense. And I think it's probably sensible to remove it just because if you're not listening to the lyrics or like properly listening to the song, it can be taken the wrong way quite easily. And so early on in her career, it was probably best to just play it safe or remove it. But I think the lyric was clever and it does piss me off that it's always misinterpreted because it's not a bad lyric at all. The controversy comes from just the incorrect belief that being gay is anything bad at all, which is absolutely not what the song connotes. And as somebody who's not gay, like I don't want to overvoice anybody who may have taken offence at it because the reason that the lyric was removed was to prevent any mismeant offence because that absolutely was not the intention when writing the lyric. It's just meant to be a very funny tongue-in-cheek if you're going to tell my friends that we've broken up because I'm crazy it's because then I'm going to tell my friends that we've broken up because you're gay and it's as simple as that it's nothing that's meant to be disrespectful and like I said I, I do believe it all stems from 
just the absolute incorrect belief that being gay is something to be ashamed of, which it's definitely not. So finally, we'll say, did she make the right choice in putting the version that she did on the album? Or would she have been better off with the acoustic Warcry demo or the alternate version, obviously produced as a studio version? I like the alternate version, but oh, I don't know. I'm not, I, oh, I hate it when you make me pick things like this. I really <laughs> hate it. They've all got such a good place in my heart. I, right, I will say, I do think the alternate is the more interesting studio version. However, I, I couldn't picture it any other way when listening to it on the album right now. Can I suggest that she should have put the original studio version on? and then had an alternate version, but on a deluxe edition of the debut album, and then played it more often. Yeah, I like that. I like that too. Or I would say she keeps the version that she did put on the album, but she adds knocking on a slammed door. So she doesn't necessarily take the production from the alternate version, but she adds that lyric. Because I feel like that lyric is just so iconic. It would have been so iconic. Yeah, definitely. I think it would definitely only add it to the song. It wouldn't have taken anything away. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. But you can follow us on Instagram at Swift Legacy Podcast for lots of exclusive content. We'll be back again next week for another episode of the Swift Legacy Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>